Hello, my beautiful and handsome peeps, and welcome back to my The Marked by God series podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying the talk so far. So just get comfy and remember, a new beginning starts with you. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to my Marked by God series podcast. Welcome again to all that are new listeners and those who are current listeners. Welcome back. I hope all of you had a blessed week, a great day. I hope that you all have received a, I don't know, a great message from God or just encountered a great relationship with God or whatever it is. I hope you guys received it all. Um, This is the first week of March. So welcome to the March month. I pray and declare miracles, breakthroughs in your March month and that God leads you through all that you're going through. Let's get into this podcast today, please. Today we are talking about singleness. Like I told you guys before that I am bringing you guys with me in my single season. So however uh, long that God wants me to be single. So let's get into it. Um, This is, we're talking about how to embrace being single. Now, before I get into this, I want you guys to know that I'm also talking to you guys about just what I wrote down and what, you know, I'm about to talk about, but I'm also talking to and about myself because as you guys know, I am single and I am embracing this season. I am trying to, you know, embrace it, um, live with it and just focus on God, focus on his path in my life and just to go with the flow if yeah i'm just gonna say go with the flow yeah so to everyone to all the ladies these are to the men as well if you are single if you know you've been single for a long long time and you're just like why am i still single single you know i don't have the answers to that but i can say that maybe it's for a reason in your season i like that that sounds nice (laughs) maybe it's for a reason and you know we always we won't always know the why we won't always know you know the answers but for God and to God, God wants us to not necessarily always worry about the why and what's about to happen, but to focus on what he's doing um, and just to have faith in him because he wants us to depend on him. He wants us to he wants our lives to be a little mysterious so we can have faith and hope um, in him. Because, I mean, if we're being honest, if we knew how our lives were going to turn out, would we all have faith in God? Not really, because we already know how things are going to plan out. We already know how to go about things. And that just, you know, leaves no faith or hope in God at all. So he wants us to go through storms. He wants us to go through obstacles. And so he can lead us through. So his glory can be shined into our lives and into that area in our lives. So, yeah. As we get into this, I wrote down eight beautiful steps of how to embrace your singleness. I am not a counselor. Um, but I am speaking from my heart. I am speaking from things that help me out. And I am also speaking from what I see that others do and what I've heard. Um, yeah, so this is just single, uh, eight steps to embrace or on how to embrace your singleness. First step is to read a book. Reading a book. Yes, it does help. I have about, I'd say I have like five, six books and they're all wonderful they're great my two most recommended books are unexpected by christine kane and louis giglio's 
um, Goliath Must Fall. If you guys have not heard about those books, I just advise you to go look them up. Like I said, Christine Kane. If you don't know who Christine Kane is, she's a speaker, a preacher. Uh, she travels and speaks, and she just has her own foundation or community. I really don't know how to say that. But, yeah, she's really great, and her book is Unexpected. And then Louis Giglios, he's the pastor of one of Passion Churches. And uh, his book is called Goliath Must Fall. If you have read it, you know, good job. That's the best book. I love that book. They're helping me get through a lot of things right now in my life. I am rereading. Uh, a special person uh, in my life had got me um, Christine Kane's Unexpected book. I've been wanting that for a long time. And it was crazy how they remember that I wanted the book. And I can't say this book has helped me with a lot. So I want to say thank you. You know who you are. Um, you know, thank you so much for this book. And I this is my second time reading this book. And it's helping me a lot. So, yes, I'm holding on to that forever. Um, like I said, reading a book helps a lot. It gets your mind off of a lot of things. For me, it's like really expand, expanding my, my mind into understanding that, you know, just not necessarily understanding how God is doing things, but just in a way um, how he's going about things and for me just to trust him and just to know that I don't have to always know the why or the when and just to go out on a leap of faith and know that he's going to guide me he is guiding me and that he's with me he would never leave me and so it's just reading books just really it helps me spiritually and mentally and it just gets my mind off a lot of things the second thing is to exercise um I love okay I'm not gonna lie to you guys I love exercise yes but I'm really trying to um discipline myself to be more um motivated in how can I say that um dedicated to exercise so exercise helps a lot it helps you relieve uh release stress um it helps you get your mind off of certain situations or just you know it helps you to not overthink to not doubt because it just I don't know for me it it pumps my adrenaline and it just helps a lot so exercise I would say that's a great thing because not only when you're in you know a time in your life when you're trying to get your life right with God spiritually you feel great but you also will want your body to feel great as well physically and just to feel healthy third thing is to write in a journal I have about five journals and that sounds crazy I know but it helps I like writing I love writing before I mean okay I loved writing before but now it's just on a uh, like a whole nother new level I love writing about my emotions I just love writing about my day, about things I experienced, notes. I just, I love writing. And most of those journals that I have are just for different reasons and different things, but they're still journals that I write in. And I know that um, I have this this desire to write a book, so I know that um, most of my journals will help out with that. So that's why I write as well. So writing a journal, that helps a lot to just express what's on your mind, express what you're going through. Um, my fourth thing is prayer. I always tell you guys, prayer is a mandatory thing for me. When you pray, you're releasing off so many of things that are built up in you. You're talking to God when you feel like you have no one else to talk to. You're talking to the person that can actually make change and help and make breakthroughs in your life. So prayer is just, that's a that's something that I would say you guys should do. Or, you know, that's one way to go about embracing your singing is to just tell how you feel and what you're feeling to God. Mind you as well, God doesn't really mind if you're like, he wants you to express everything that's on your heart. If it's hate, if it's 
I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's honest. He wants you to really, he'd rather you release that to him than to hold it into yourself. Whether it's doubt, fear, or anger, or just he wants you to express yourself. So that's basically prayer too. So that also helps of what you're feeling. If you're, you know, a lot of people like to say, don't question God. In a way, God really doesn't mind you questioning him because it just shows that, you know, you believe in him to know that either you're going to get an answer back or you might not get an answer back, but you're just asking him, you're spending time with him and you, you're acknowledging that he's there and you're talking to him. So yeah, my fifth thing is to, it's going out, not necessarily on dates with guys, but going out basically is going out with yourself, treating yourself, going out with friends, hanging out with a group of friends that know that what you're going through, that they're, they're on the same journey as you. They want to get your mind off of, you know, a breakup or just whatever you're going through. They want to encourage you and lead you back to God or just, you know, build up your strength and your self-worth and just, you have a group of friends that just, that does a lot of things like that for you. Guys and girls, choose your friends wisely too. If you feel like, you know, your new group of friends, you might want to choose your friends wisely. My sixth thing is join and or start a book, a book club or a, a um, Bible study. Um, Hey, if you want to join a book club, book club or a Bible study, that's great. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking for one necessarily. I'm looking for um, in a community or, or church. If that's if that's being a church or if you start a book club or a Bible study, that helps a lot. Because like I said, you're around a, a community of people that are on the same, that may be on the same journey as you. Or that's already been in that journey that you've been on or that storm that you've been on that went through whatever you went through. They have some sort of knowledge of how to get through it and great advice. So I advise you to surround yourself around a good community of people that can uplift you and lead you and guide you um, to God and just um, mentors or whatever. That helps a lot. Um, My seventh thing is going out with a group of friends. That just leads back to go out or join a book club. My eighth thing is finding a hobby, which is basically all of just the steps. Finding a hobby, reading, writing, riding a bicycle, starting a tricycle club I don't know um a painting class starting painting painting helps too I didn't realize that but painting just finding activities that can help you help you and lead you and just you know make you feel great about yourself and just not only feel great about yourself but become a greater person in your season so that helps a lot um I was reading uh psalms uh psalms what is it Psalm 65 and um as I was reading uh, Psalm 65 one of the verses stuck out to me and it was verses uh 9 through 13 and I'm just gonna read it to you guys it says you care for the land and water it you enrich it abundantly the streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain for so you have ordained it you drench its furrows and level its bridges. You soften you soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. And the reason why I'm saying this, it's what it means to me. Um, it spoke to me because I feel like it's basically showing how great God is and just 
what God will do in his prompt like if you follow him and obey him like what his promises look like and it's when it just said that the streams God are filled um the streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain it, it like it provided the people with grain it just provided people with the promise of God like once you begin to follow God God begins to overflow in you and begins to just streams like so many of great things into your life because you looked to him and you followed him and you obeyed him and you just trusted him in you know that storm that you're in or that um situation that you're in you trusted him to get you through and guide you through <clears throat> and I also like how it said that um for so you have ordained it and um, that for me I don't know about you but that reminds me of just how um, and like past sermons that I would always listen to and watch, it talks about how if it's God's plans over your life, he will, um, he will fund for it. And I think I heard this from Michael Todd's, one of his sermons about like how a lot of us plan, make our own plans and try to bring God into it instead of, you know, praying about it and confirming it with God. We make a plan and go for it without confirming with God and make sure if it's from God. And because when we do that, God doesn't fund for it. And it just turns into this like whole hot mess. And I feel like when we begin to just surrender to God and accept God's plans and say yes to his plans in our life, him funding for it looks like what it says in the Bible, that the streams of God are filled with water and he provides the people with grain and just uh, his drench, he drenches it, furrows and it levels its the it level its ridges he softens it with showers and bless its crops it just it just shows that god begins to bless them he begins to bless the things that they need in their lives like their food and their mountains bringing it with beauty and that just says a lot about when we surrender to god's plan in our life and we say yes to his plans his funding looks just like what he's doing for the people he he brings things in our life that he knows that what we need food like even if, if it's not food, but the friendships, the relationships, that job, like if we just let go of our own plans and stop trying to go at a pace that we've created from society based off of what we've seen or what we heard or what we see other people of where they're at. And then we just surrender to God, God will begin to fund for our lives, fund for our dreams and just begin to just allow things to abundantly flow and overflow into our lives. And it's like how he said, the hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are co- the meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. Once you begin to surrender to God, all that he's promised you. And as you have patience, all that he promised you, he will release it into your life. Not all at once, maybe, but step by step, moment by moment. And when you begin to realize and just sit back and say, see and realize that, Hey, this is what God promised me because I followed him, because I had faith in him, because I obeyed him. All of the blessings and the promises that he's promised me and over my life are coming to pass and it's coming true. You will begin to like those people. They begin to just, um, they begin to sing with shout with joy and they begin to sing. Even when you, you know, he wants you to, to shout with joy in that season or that storm that you're facing. And he wants you to sing to him even when you're going through things. So when you get out of those things that he leads you through, you can even sing with more joy and have more joy in your life. And that's because we, that's when we surrender to God and surrender to his plan and begin to look to him and know that 
even still and still he will guide us through and still God is God and he is king of kings and he will his promises will come to pass his promises will come true because God never lies he never take back on what he says unless he's leading you on a different route but God never lies he never takes back what he says God leads you on like in the plans and he will you know give you the promises that he's he's given you so yeah that just I don't know that was Psalms uh 65 verses 9 through 13 and that just I don't know for me that's what I took from that this morning I had listened to a um pastor and his wife talk about relationships and just marriage and how you know we all know that two is better than one in a marriage and how the devil um he knows that two uh, means um unity and uh that's basically the sanctuary of just God's love and how God can use two to just um, live out his purpose for the world and be a demonstration. And God and the devil does not like that. The devil will try to separate those two by just allowing anything to seep into that relationship or that marriage. And that's what they were basically talking about. And his wife had said something that really spoken to me and that really just kind of helped me go about this season or or the singleness that I'm in and what she said was she was basically referring back to Genesis of just how God prepared Adam and then prepared Eve and you know we I feel like we all bypassed this how God kind of did it in a separated way how God of course we all know God created Adam but before he created Eve God basically taught Adam about a lot of things and spent a long time with Adam and just in a way I'm this is how I'm guessing and how I'm viewing it. He prepared Adam. He talked to Adam. He, you know, um, equipped Adam, building a built a character into Adam to prepare him for his wife. And the same he did with Eve. And it, she was basically saying that just how like how God had a long time with Adam. He spent time with Adam, and then he puts Adam to sleep. And as, as Adam is sleeping. He is rested. He is then rested in Christ. He's rested in the process. So like he is in his season of rest. He is gaining things from God. He is, you know, receiving love from God. He is receiving knowledge from God. He's receiving a lot of things for, from God to prepare him for Eve. And then um, God created Eve. And as he created Eve, the same alone time he spent with Adam, he spent with, with Eve alone as well. And it just says a lot to me that it basically to me, it means that your time with God is personal and it teaches you to love yourself and um, to be loved by God and how to be loved by God or not even how, but to be loved by God. And it also just teaches you how to like hear God's voice and not the voice of the world or just or the voices of others or just of what you see in others lives. So like this time alone allows you to just trust in God's timing, trust in him to just build you guys and girls to build you into that to build in you that character to build in you that love and just that um that person that woman of God and man of God that you're meant to be if you just take time and have patience and patience is a process it's a step like I said in um my last episode on how you have to stand still in faith before you really actually have faith well you basically have to 
um, stand still in patience. You have to teach yourself how to have patience. And it's not easy because we're all we're living a, a world where you want things now. We want things to happen at our timing. But you just have to have patience and faith in God. And um, just during all of this, you're a long time with God. You're a single season. Se- single season. You have to know that your Adam is resting. As God is as God was, you know, equipping Eve that whole time that they were doing that Adam, he put Adam back to sleep because as Adam was sleeping, Adam wasn't just, you know, resting, doing nothing. No, Adam was still as he was sleeping, even though he got spent a long time with Adam and got, you know, placed in Adam a lot of things. God still put him to sleep so Adam can, you know, he can, you know, process a lot of things, process what, process what God is doing in his life, what God has already, you know, taught into him. And Adam wasn't just resting, just sleeping. No, as Adam was resting, he was building Christ into him. He was, you know, building his faith. He was building his trust and his love that he received from God into himself. Basically like a, a butterfly. Before a butterfly becomes a butterfly, it's a caterpillar and it becomes, it goes in its cocoon and it rests and it, you know, builds into builds into itself before it becomes a butterfly and just as um just as he was when god was preparing eve he was resting and as god was you know spending a long time with adam eve was resting before god made eve so basically trust that god will awaken your adam so and what i love what she said she said that um god awoken adam not Eve. Eve didn't say, okay, God, you know, you can awake him now. No, God woke up Adam when God knew it was right and when God knew it was time. So don't try to prematurely wake up your Adam when he's not ready, when he's almost ready and you feel like you can make him all the way. No, let God make your Adam and your Eve and allow God to wake him or her up at his timing and his divine will. Because if you try to go ahead of God and make things happen, manipulate things to happen on your timing and your will that's how things you know are easy to mess up that's how things you know begin to fall because we're not waiting on God and just as Adam is sleeping and resting and building his Christ building his faith and just his himself in Christ the same as you should be so as we're all wondering wondering or you know asking God you know when is my husband coming maybe God is building in him to be that man or that woman but the same way he's doing that for them allow God to do that in you because we're all not perfect we're all we're not all saints you know we're all sinners but we all know ourselves well we all know that what we're faced for me I'm in I can at times be an overthinker I can at times have doubt I can at times let my past relationships in a way occur in my present relationship and that's not good but as time goes on, as I spend more time with God, I realize that now that maybe, you know, part of the reason why I am single is because of me is because I allowed those things to, you know, separate me or I allowed those things to dictate my relationship and how that relationship moved forward. So, you know, yourself, you know what you sh- you don't need to carry with you in that next relationship. So prepare yourself to be that wife and that husband to that to that man or that woman. Prepare yourself. Don't just expect or ask God, you know, make this husband for me to be exactly like that. Okay, well, what about you? You know, you would want to be 
What you ask God to create that man to be, ask God to create that to be within yourself as a woman and a man or a man. You know, you are asking for a man to be loving and intimate. Are you loving and intimate? Are you you're asking for God to make that woman or that man to communicate and to just for you to be able to trust them? Are you trustworthy? Are you be able to communicate when you're mad? You know, is this those those type of things you have to think about and just allow that to be a process, allow that you know, to take time, allow yourself to have patience and waiting on God, because when it's from God, it is good. It is. So when it's from God and it's his plans, he will fund for it. And like he did for those people in Psalms, he gave them abundance. He, he flowed, he overflowed into them. He, you know, blessed their mountains and just all of those type of things. Allow God to do that for you, but allow God to, you know, bless in you, prepare you, equip you. And maybe God, you know, is not allowing you to meet that one yet. It's because he doesn't, he, he, you're not where he wants you to be right now. Maybe you're not in that specific spot where he wants you to be that you're going to meet that person. And if God has already shown you your husband or your wife, and he's telling you to wait, he's telling you to wait for a reason. He's not picking at you. He's not doing that to make you hurt. He's telling you to wait for a reason. And if it's for a reason, if he's telling you to wait, and if you're hearing it from God, then trust him and know that who he has for you and what he's doing in you is for a purpose. Um, before you listen for, to other people, you know, make sure you hear it from God first and then, you know, you'll begin to hear from other people. So just trust God. Don't listen to the world or anything. Listen to God. And if you feel like, you know, how do I know I'm, I'm hearing it from God? You will at due time, you will know it. It was more than a feeling when you like hearing from God, you'll know it. So that's about it. I hope you guys, um, enjoy this pod, this episode. I was about to say podcast again. Enjoy this episode. And just, I pray for anyone and everyone that is going through a time in their lives. I pray that you just receive God and that you just, you know, receive his blessing and his love. And I pray that you just begin to know your self-worth men and women, and that you know that God loves you and God love for you is greater than settling for just any type of love because you feel lonely. Embrace your single season. I'm doing it. You can do it. Let's just embrace it. Let's just, you know, create a foundation in ourselves with God. So when we get into that relationship, that foundation is so strong that no devil can break. No, he say, she say will break it. No, anything will break that relationship or that marriage because, you know, it's built off of and from God and you have God in the middle of it. So allow God to be your source, that the one that you run to and go to before you go to other people. So yeah. I hope you guys like it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to come listen and, you know, have a great day, guys, and have a great rest of your March month. And yeah. Okay, guys, I'll see you guys later. Peace.